Chapter Fourteen of the Blue Aunt. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kathleen. The Blue Aunt by Eliza Orne White. Chapter Fourteen. The Letter from France. Jim was the first of the family to see the outside of the letter that brought such disturbing news just as he had been the first to see the one that had led to aunt hilda's coming to them this time he met the postman at the front door one afternoon it was not the delightful postman who used to go past the kitchen window and linger for a talk with catherine but a much older man who went about his business in a grave silent manner for the war had brought many changes the postman had enlisted and so had tim the choreman so there was now no confusion between him and tim the kitten there had been a fortnight without any chore man when mr west had to bring up coal and wood and make a furnace fire this was a joyous period to jim for his father let him carry up a stick or two of wood at a time or some kindlings but now they had a new chore man who was so old they always called him mr ryan although his first name was thomas for jim asked him what it was the postman without a word handed jim a letter in a thin envelope with a strange stamp it is a letter from france cried jim but the postman had already moved on as if a letter from france was the same to him as one from boston and yet no letter had ever caused more consternation in the household than this one was to cause jim was sure the letter was from the lady to whom aunt hilda had sent the money for the french orphans so he ran upstairs to his aunt's room where she and his mother and evelyn were sitting while the kitten was frisking about trying to decide which lap he liked best he settled down in mrs west's first this was agreeable in some ways for she was knitting a khaki sweater and it was warm and soft and it was great fun to play with the brown ball but when he knocked it off on the floor and then bit off the worsted close to the sweater mrs west rose suddenly you bad mischievous objectional pussy she said i can't work with you in the room and she folded up the sweater and put it in her knitting bag but mother said evelyn darling pussy knows no better khaki yarn to him is just like molasses candy to us come pussy and sit in my lap he tried it but there were drawbacks to this too for evelyn never sat still more than two minutes at a time and besides her lap was very small so he jumped down and had just settled himself comfortably in aunt hilda's lap when jim came into the room here's a letter from france he cried aunt hilda was reading aloud and she closed the book so suddenly that the kitten jumped down and went over to the window-seat this was a tried friend that never disappointed him aunt hilda opened the letter and looked very grave as she read it what does the lady say about the money you sent asked jim there hasn't been time for it to get there this is about something else this is from the same friend she wants me to come over and help her with the work she has a place for me at last oh but we can't let you go said mrs west james and i were talking it over last night we both said we hoped you would live with us always you are the dearest sister that ever was and the sweetest aunt and the most wonderful mother's helper and governess all in one 
james and i said we thought it was too much to have all this for nothing and we felt we should like to give you a salary so you could feel entirely independent the tears came into hilda's eyes she went over and put her arm around her sister-in-law what a dear you are sadie she said i am sure nobody ever had an own sister more devoted and generous if i had been choosing a sister out of the whole world i could not have picked out any one more to my taste but you see it is this way you remember when i wrote to you last spring i told you i had a plan for the autumn this was it i wanted to see my own people first and then go over and work with my friends in the reconstruction work among the women and children in france when my father died and my happy world went to pieces i wanted to do some work for someone else and now the chance has come but you needn't take it said mrs west someone else could take your place over there and no one in the wide world could take your place with us yes i believe that is true hilda said slowly life is a strange thing we want something so much and when we can have it i never thought i could have a happy ready-made world just for the asking like what you have given me and yet i know i could do the other work and the chance has come think it over dear don't decide hastily it seems to me as if your place is here aunt hilda was very grave all the evening as if she were trying to make up her mind and she kissed evelyn twice when she went upstairs to bed with her mother and when it was time for jim to go she kissed him this was unusual he pretended not to like it but he did jim's room was over the sitting-room and he was sure she was talking about her plan for he could hear voices first hers and then his father's getting louder and louder his door was open a crack into the entry and presently he heard the sitting-room door open i'll never think you are right never never his father said our children have more claim on you than all the french orphans put together but so few are wanted over there now and it is such a wonderful chance and i planned for it last spring before i came to you that makes no difference it is a crazy plan she was coming up the stairs now and jim got out of bed and pattered along the entry in his bare feet to meet her aunt hilda are you going away he asked she told him to get back into bed and then she sat down on the foot of his bed and rolled herself up in the comforter dearest she said i think you can understand even if your father can't for you would like to go to france and fight if you were old enough now i want to help too and this chance has come but i am so happy here with all of you that i almost wish it had not come i almost think your father is right and that it is my duty as well as my pleasure to stay with you i don't know how we get on without you said jim and mother needs you so much too that is what your father said and yet i was so eager last spring to get the chance and now i have it it seems to me that not to go to france now would be like a soldier who was drafted claiming exemption for a reason that did not hold to let someone go in my place would be to shirk and so said aunt hilda in her sweet grave voice i have decided to go and i know you will understand a lump came into jim's throat his aunt took his hand in hers and he gripped it it seemed as if his heart were breaking i-i guess i understand he said jim's mother understood too which was a great comfort to hilda 
but little evelyn could not see why aunt hilda was going she cried bitterly when she heard the news and evelyn did not cry easily what did you come at all for just to go away again she said reproachfully oh but aunt hilda is coming back again perhaps in six months darling child don't you want her to go over and work with her friends to help the poor little children who haven't any fathers no i don't said evelyn but dearest her mother went on you know how much you like the french orphans i hate the french orphans said evelyn unexpectedly for they are taking aunt hilda away from us but she is coming back again said jim she is only promising to go for six months and the war may be over before that it may last for six years said evelyn you said it might and meanwhile said aunt hilda i am going to stay with you until the day after thanksgiving so we'll have time to be as merry as possible for nearly a month and if aunt charlotte and aunt mattie and the children come here for thanksgiving think what fun that will be so evelyn dried her eyes and began to look forward to thanksgiving End of chapter fourteen